sports. They say numbers never lie, but odds are they do. Sam Steinmeier, Brady Archer, and host Andrew Botlinick are about to go against the grain this week as we make our day-to-day picks. All views and opinions expressed in today's show do not reflect KZLX or Northwest Missouri State University. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Everybody get Welcome back to Day-to-Day Picks. Andrew Botwinick, Sam Steinmeier, and we're joined today, our guest of the week, Avery Lowe. So, Avery, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on here. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, we we have another week in quarantine, and Sam, I think this is like, what, week four or five? Something it's like that. It's been too many to count. Yeah, really too many to count, and I'm really ready for it to be over, but it's not going to be over for a while, I don't think. Uh, but I saw on Twitter the other day, Dr. Fauci thought that, you know, the... Uh, baseball can come back maybe by mid mid may and but there would be no fans and also like uh all the players would have to stay in a hotel and like it'd have to be in certain cities and like it, so i don't think we're getting sports back or our lives back it, anytime it, soon if there is if sports do come back it's going to be more of like with an asterisk they're going to have because i think i read in that same report they're only going to have baseball in this in the cities that would have held spring training, I think, in Florida and in, in Arizona as well. They'll have some weird system between the two of those, and it'll be baseball between those. And mid-May is what I saw as well. And they're also saying that they want the NFL schedule uh, mid-May as well, prepping for a full season. So if we get that, I don't know. If anything, I think the preseason might be delayed. Yeah. They might not even training play camps, that at all. Training OTAs probably canceled. The majority of those players are already – practicing at their own house they're they're weightlifting on their own um but another week in quarantine another week without sports so why not learn a new sport and that's why we brought avery on the show a former rugby player trying to i think you're still trying to get into rugby again though aren't you yeah i'm trying to start up like a, a rec girls team you know just for fun so so avery when did when did you start playing rugby and, and exactly was there like a certain moment where you kind of were just led into the sport, or did you find it on your own and just want to play it by yourself? Uh, well, actually, when I was in eighth grade, um, my friend Autumn had an older sister who played for the rugby team in the high school, and she talked to the coach, and they were going to allow middle school students to play because back then middle school students could play in high school. They don't allow that anymore. So um, she took us to a few practices, and we liked it, so we ended up joining the team, and it wasn't for about – a year until I really ended up getting into it. At first, it was really confusing and a little bit scary, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Um, after I learned the rules and played for a full season the next year when I was in high school and I played, that's when it all kind of clicked and I really realized how it worked and how much fun it really was. And yeah. So that first year when you're playing in, in middle school and you're playing with all the high schoolers, was there a different age gap did some of the high school players look down or or look down or that's not even a word look more down on you because you were at a younger level than they were you were new to the game or did everybody just kind of help you out as much as possible I mean for the most part since we were a team they did try to help us out but we were also way more immature than them 
you know, a bunch of 14-year-old girls hanging out with a bunch of girls who were 18, about to go to college, you know, there was a little bit of a maturity difference. But for the most part, they were very understanding and wanted us to just learn and taught us how to not be afraid of girls who are way bigger than us or way older than us. So, yeah. So once you learned all of the, the training, or uh, once you learned all the rules and you were set to go and it clicked that second season for you once you got into the high school, is that kind of when you started like to train for rugby? Or, or was there something different that you did? Because once you know all the rules, you're good to go. You, you got the basics down. What is more of the advanced learning like? Um, more advanced learning. Um, you know, my first year, it was basically kind of just general technique on how to catch a ball, how to pass rules to the game. The next year that I played, I learned more about, like, um, special plays we could run, especially being on the team with the same girls for multiple years. You learn more how to create your own plays with each other and learn how to watch for other positions that you don't, that you've never personally played in, but just have observed. Once you play longer in rugby, you can really start to see how the game progresses past just your position. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. And so you just kind of like get a view of everything at once. Instead yeah. of narrowed in at one spot, you're kind of just like all aware of everything. You're, you're self-aware at that point, right? Yeah, because when you're a beginner, you're pretty much just focused on making sure that you're playing correctly and that you're not uh, messing up or that you are essential to the game. But once you kind of find your ground, I guess, you can really start to branch out and learn how to help your team in other ways that you wouldn't have been able to if you, without the knowledge that you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, what position did you play? Like starting out, you know, you, I know there's, I, I kind of know a few, like there's, you know, flanker and like some other stuff, but like what position did you start out playing and like how did you like kind of develop your own skills in that? Well, in rugby, positions are split between being a forward and being a back. Yeah. Forwards do most of the... Um, like in the beginning of the game, when there's a scrum and the ball's put in, the forwards are the people that kind of fight over the ball, and they're more of the people who drive the ball forward. Um, backs, which is what I started off playing, we're more of the, um, we run plays more. Like we run the ball and pass it wider distances and stuff. So when I first started playing, I started out as the outside center, which is the third person in the back line. Um, and from there, I've played every position in the back line. And then eventually I progressed up to playing scrum half, which is kind of the only position that's neither forward or back. Yeah. So I think if I'm if I'm not wrong, and when we talked last week, the quarterback, right? Scrum, the scrum yeah. half kind is of, the quarterback. Yeah, it could be viewed that it way, It is yeah. the, the comparison for some of the people that don't know as much about it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So back to back to kind of the training. What what is your off season? I know we talked about this last week. Whenever you were, uh, whenever we were texting and, and over the phone and stuff, um, what is the training like? The off season stuff. Are, are you with the other girls on your team? Are you in one training facility, or do you go other places to train? Is there specific places that rugby players need to go to train? Because I know for like football, basketball other other of the big primary sports, the baseballs and all that, you can just go into a weight room and do all that stuff aside from baseball, really. But for rugby, is there is there anything that you have to go to a specific spot, or is it the same stuff? Um, basically the same thing. The rugby team that I played on initially was not affiliated through our school, but um, like weights and stuff during the summer are open to anyone who goes to high school, so I would do that. Lots of the girls on our team would do that as well. Um, 
but most of the time, you know, just work out on our own. We did do a lot of Marine workouts because our coaches were pretty tight with some of the Marines just from playing upper level rugby and training a lot. They just know them somehow. I'm not really too sure how they know each other, but we would do a lot of um, like military workouts and we would go to a few places around Kansas City where the Marines would train and it would be our team and then some of the boys teams and girls teams from other schools and we'd all go together and work out with the Marines, which was pretty intense, not gonna lie. A lot of just crazy exercise. Well, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of the rugby players are bigger, stout, stronger people. And, like, you look at someone and you're kind of like, I wouldn't want to mess with them. Yeah. And, like, it's the same way with the Marines. It's like you look at a Marine and you're like, I wouldn't want to mess with that person. So they kind of have that same, like, you look at them and you're like, oh, that dude's a bouncer. Like, he's yeah. he's going to kick yeah. you out of the club if you're acting too rowdy or something. So it makes sense that a lot of the training is, is similar to that, at least what you guys have done at least. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was extremely tough, but I think at the end of the day, everybody kind of – gets more of a stronger bond, you would think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the workouts we would mainly do when we were at those places was a lot of endurance, you know, like mental endurance kind of because you would have to do such strenuous activity for so long with your teammates, and we always kind of like helped each other out like while running circuits and stuff. So, yeah, definitely bonds you. So outside of just rugby in general, was there any other sport that you played specifically to kind of like – get you prepped for the season or is there something you talked about the the mental kind of aspect of the game is there a game because I know for me personally when I played football in high school I also played basketball Mm -hmm. just to kind of stay in shape get that going as well is there something that you did outside of rugby to kind of prep you for rugby or was did you have fun in any other sport as well um well I used to play softball before I played rugby and so when I got into high school I tried it for the team but then our rugby season got moved to the fall so I chose rugby over softball. Um, so during the whole time I was in high school, I only played rugby because I played for multiple teams. So I played year round every season I was playing. And if not, you know, the few weeks that I was off, I would still be working out and training and stuff just for rugby. Uh, a lot of the girls on our team would do track in the spring, but mainly they would do like shot put and discus and things like that just to work on strength. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so you were full-time rugby the whole time, essentially, in high school, weren't Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense then. Uh, What is kind of the hardest part of rugby that the average person wouldn't understand? I would say the hardest part is, um, for me personally, I'm not a super mean person. And in rugby, sometimes you just have to find your inner anger because it gets really intense and you have to have the drive to tackle someone you don't know. And knowing that it might hurt them, even on accident, or just you might hurt yourself, it's just pushing through the thought of this might hurt really bad and just pushing yourself through it because you know you have to support your team regardless of the outcome to yourself. And it's a little bit scary, especially on kickoff when everyone's standing on the field and the ball's kicked. There's that moment where it kind of feels like you're floating for a second, not knowing where the ball's going to land or what's going to happen, and just seeing all the opponents on the other side and think, like, all right, who's going to get me, you know? You get that pure adrenaline going. Yeah. I'd be terrible at rugby. Yeah. I would, I, I'm such the, I'm the nicest person ever. I feel like any time I would hit someone, I would, like, apologize to them immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's lots of times, especially in the beginning of a game before I'm pumped up, where I'll tackle someone and I'll just be like, sorry, as I'm getting off the ground, because it, you do feel like a jerk. I, especially right off the bat it's like someone i don't even know if i mm-hmm. if i lay a good hit i'm like internally i'm like oh that was a good hit and then i'm like yeah. see them on the ground i'm like i'm sorry yeah like, i didn't mean to yeah. i didn't mean to hit you that hard i'm sorry yeah, yeah and definitely uh, you kind of you kind of learn your 
strength, I guess, in rugby when you tackle someone because, like, in football, there's big hits, but a lot of times, you know, it's it's aided with pads and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. it, it looks bad, but with rugby, like, it's you know, there's no pads. It's you know, full full contact. You can really see the strength of someone. Mm-hmm. So what, what's kind of the stigma behind rugby? Like, I, I haven't really seen a lot of people. I had a friend in high school that, that tried out for the Kansas City team, and he had made, like, the final cuts. But there, I, there's not really a lot of talk about rugby in general. So is it more of, like, a negative? Like, whenever you say you're a rugby player, what is the initial reaction of, like, people? Um, honestly, it really depends what gender you're talking to, especially as a women's rugby player, because you tell – um, a guy you play rugby and they're all, oh, do you actually make tackles though? Or are you actually good? Do you guys even like play hard? Because they just assume that because you're a girl, you can't actually play the sport as well as they could. And most of the time when you tell a girl you play rugby, they just automatically assume that you're an angry person or that you're scary or that you're mean, which isn't true at all. I mean, personally for me, rugby has been an awesome outlet for anger or just anything that I've been feeling, you know, to kind of take it out on someone in a good environment where it's everyone's consenting to the the beat up I guess <laughs> the pile um, up yeah but also another stigma is that a lot of people think a lot of girls when I tell them I play rugby always say like oh I could never do that because they think they're too small or they're not fast enough or they're not strong enough but I played on a team with a girl who weighed 90 pounds and she was just as good as a girl who weighed like 300 pounds it's really all just about your mental strength because anyone can make a tackle if you really believe in it and commit to yourself. So is there, like, recruiting in rugby? I, for, like, some of the people that, like, weigh, like, 90 pounds that don't think they'd be able to do it, do you go to, like, soccer and you're like, oh, they're fast, like, they would be good at this spot in rugby? Do you do – you, I mean, maybe not you personally, but mm-hmm. in high school, do you, like, go to, like, the soccer team and you're like – because I know in football we would always go to, like, the backup goalie and we'd be like, you want to kick field goals for us? Yeah. And they'd be like, okay, sure. Do you, do you do any of, of recruiting in other sports and you, that haven't ever tried rugby? I know that's yeah. obviously how you got started. You mm-hmm. were recruited to come play. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, not a lot of people were really interested in playing. My first few years in high school, you know, near the end, a lot more people were willing to just join the team just because they saw us and thought, hey, that looks kind of fun. I'll try it. But for the most part, anytime I saw someone who looked like – you know, that they could run fast or look strong, I would go up and ask them, like, hey, have you considered playing rugby? You know, like, I think you'd be really good at it, blah, blah, blah. And that worked a few times, but a lot of girls just thought, oh, that sounds scary and backed away. But, yeah, I would ask. I asked a few girls that played soccer, a few girls that played softball. Um, My friends on the team that did track got a few people who did shot put and discus to come try it out because they seemed, you know, like they'd be good at it. So for the recruiting, for like a college process, you're like a high school player. Is there a recruiting process? For, like are there player rankings? Because I know for football it's like, oh, they're a five-star athlete, and everybody immediately is like, oh, they're good. Mm-hmm. They, like they know what they're doing. Is it the same thing for rugby? Like do you, do you go into a game and you're looking across the field and you're like, that's an ESPN top 50, like number 23 right there. Like that's a four-star athlete. She's going to destroy us. Um. Well, since rug, there's not too much hype around rugby, especially high school girls rugby, um, there were players that I played with when I joined like other travel teams and things that I knew from other states that when we when my other teams would play against them, I'd be like, oh, there's that girl. She's like a monster. Got to watch out for her. But as far as ranking goes, I'm not really too sure how it all works because there was games that I was I knew that I was being scouted, but I'm not really sure where I fell 
ranking wise um because for me i didn't really care about that i was just there for fun yeah i actually have a buddy who uh who plays rugby and now he's playing at mizzou but he originally was going to go to lindenwood belleville uh he like said in his recruiting process i think like usa rugby has mm-hmm. a like a ranking system where they do like five stars yeah. four stars three stars and you know that's kind of like I guess that's the ESPN, like, top 100 thing, whatever. It's the thing, the USA Rugby is, like, kind of sanctions all that. And so, like, there is a recruiting process just like any other sport, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm going to look up the, the rugby rankings, and so I'll tell you who the top five number guy is right here. Hold on. So you got a scholarship to go to Lindenwood. Yeah. But you chose to not go. Like, what was that kind of whole process like? And also, like – why did you not go? Because, like, you, you know, you'd think, you know, in a sport, you know, you love, like, if I got a, you know, full-ride scholarship to go play baseball somewhere, I definitely would have took it, so. Yeah, well, um, near the end of high school, I got chosen to play for the Missouri All-Stars, um, which was cool. It was fun. It was definitely a step up from all the rugby I'd been playing before, but I kind of just realized that being a college athlete really wasn't for me. I care more about academics than I do playing rugby, which I do love rugby, and that's why I'm trying to start a team for fun. But I I know people that played rugby in college and coaches and stuff, and it's just a really brutal sport on your body, especially long-term. And I've already had so many injuries, and I kind of just decided, you know, I'd rather focus more on my academics and graduating than playing a college sport, especially because the training gets way more intense, and it takes a lot more of your time and energy and I just didn't think I would be able to handle it okay that makes sense I mean a lot of times they'll you know, obviously academics I know there's not really like uh you know a lot of times you see you know guys who are you know really good at sports they go to college they think maybe they could play professionally somewhere and mm-hmm. in rugby it's a little different yeah. like because it's a m- mainly international sport so mm-hmm. when someone from the United States you know starts playing rugby and gets pretty good at it college is probably the final you know step to that yeah exactly if I did commit to being a college rugby player you know that'd probably be where it ended still doing your research over there well I'm I'm trying to find (laughs) it's probably a little tough to find it immediately gave me the men's side and it it tells me Jake Chrisman from Royal Irish is the best scrum back in the nation right now that's coming into college and Obviously, that means nothing to me because I don't know any <laughs> any of these players. But yeah. I'm I'm still trying to find the women's rankings. It pulls up that all their stuff is canceled, and I'm like, I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know the rankings. I want to be able to say that's a five star player right there. Yeah. yeah. It looks and like Brian Stella out of Doyle's Doylestown is the best center in high center. school. Okay. And then wings, it's it looks like Jacob, but instead of a C, it's a V. So Java Javab. <laughs> Javab Vassar out of Jesuit, he's the best wing wing player in high school, I guess, is okay. what it seems like. I'm still trying to find the women's, yeah. though. They, they're not yeah. showing a lot of love. But I'll, I'll ask, though, we'll, we'll kind of go now into the actual game of it. What's your what's your pregame ritual, if you have one? What What is, what is the thing that you and your team, because I know that with the haka and all of that stuff that New Zealand players do, and that everybody has like their pregame ritual no matter what sport, what is, what is specifically yours, or if your team has one, what do you got? Um, well, the team I played for the longest, the one I started in eighth grade and played all through high school, we were called the Kansas City Dragons. And before each game, we would all stand in a circle, kind of like a prayer circle, and we would start singing the song, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And then we would kind of progress into like a mosh pit. 
as like an intimidation tactic for the other team, but also to kind of hype us up and get into the mindset of we're about to go destroy these people and have an awesome game. Okay, just try to get in the opponent's head a little bit. Like, okay, these guys are a little crazy. Yeah, doing we came that. for blood. <laughs> is it is it ever hard to turn off the switch after a game? You're you're going so intense. You're you're every person you see, you're almost head hunting. You're going in. You're gonna hit the next person you see. But once you get done, is it is it hard to to go from everything you see you want to hit and then to be like, oh, we're not playing anymore? Or do the do the losses sting a little bit more? Yeah. See, when you win a game. It's kind of easy just to go, woo, we won, yay, I'm so tired, let's all go eat some snacks and relax and talk about our victory. But when you lose, especially when you were trying so hard in such a high-contact sport, it kind of just, it kind of does ruin your day, I'm not going to lie. It's hard to stay positive after that because you're just so mad and the car rides home, you just, it's hard to even speak because you're so mad and you just want to, you just want to take it out more, but I know that's oh. just part of the sport, so. I know a lot of times, especially with club rugby, um, my friend has told us stories, but, like, they'll play a game. Like, they'll go to Wichita, play the Wichita club mm-hmm. team or whatever, and um, afterwards they'll, like, kind of have a little get-together with the other team. And do, do you do you know about any of that? Like, Yeah. Okay. Um, and so how tough is it to, like, say you travel and, like, you, you, you know, you lose the game, but you still have to go to the get-together. How hard is it to kind of, like, mingle with the other players knowing that you – one, you're upset that you lost, and two, like you just played a hard, grueling, you know, physical game. Um, actually, what I've noticed from playing other sports my whole life to playing rugby is that, you know, a lot of sports that I used to play after you played the game, it was kind of like you know, screw the other team still. But with rugby, even though there's a lot of you know intense stuff going on in games, or some person is obviously singling you out and being trash talking to you the whole game and being mean, even when you want to kill each other during the game. I've never met a sport that's so loving afterwards, even with the other teams. Even if you destroy another team or they completely blow you guys out of the water, you know, afterwards, even if you are mad, it kind of is like a big family because at the end of the day, we're all rugby players and it's kind of awesome that we all get to be a part of this. And everyone I've ever met through rugby has always been very nice. Okay, so And just, afterwards, it's been, it's been fun. We always have a good time. Yeah, so just kind of the camaraderie and like, you show that like, you see each other. You show each other respect because, like, it, not everyone can go out and play a rugby game. Like, I yeah. certainly couldn't. Yeah. So the trash talking. Mm-hmm. I heard you, you briefly danced over that. What is, What is some of the trash talking like in rugby? Because I would imagine with all the running around and everybody is moving around from play to play, there's really not a whole lot of time. It's more like football where. You trash talk in between play or two. Mm-hmm. You've got like a five-second window to get everything out that you want to get out. Is that what it's like, or am I missing something? Well, in rugby, um, the game doesn't stop for every tackle. So the game is just like fluid. It's constantly going. So there's a lot of time where you just made a tackle, and then the ball was passed out, and you get up, but there's still another player standing there from the opposing team, and especially if you hurt them or you're going too hard, or you intentionally put a little extra effort into making that tackle, oh yeah, there's words flying. Even though you have a mouth guard in, which makes it even more difficult to yell at each other, yeah. I've personally been I'd told by a few, um, in rugby the, the ref is called a sir, so I've been told a few times by the sir to watch my mouth, because <laughs> I get very heated, and I do let it, let it all come out sometimes on... Other players, especially when they're really singling me out, it, it just it's just like that. But at the at the end of the game, you know, usually you apologize and you shake hands and you're like, "Hey, good game," because you're really only trash talking someone if you are 
intimidated by them or if you know they're putting up a good game. You don't oh, yeah, trash talk you, someone yeah. who sucks. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, you so. know, because you always feel bad for that person. You're yeah. like, I'm not gonna trash talk. Yeah, that I'd person. imagine like there's a probably the place where there's the most trash talk is like right before the sir puts in the ball at the scrum. Oh yeah, I assume that's probably. Is that is that true? Or that that's the place where everyone kind of because everyone's close, everyone you know can hear everybody because mm-hmm. they're really close in, and so I assume that's where the most trash talk happens. Yeah, it does happen. Um, everyone is mindful though that the sir is standing right there, yeah. but being um, a scrum half and putting the ball in, like leaning down to put it in, I can hear people whispering to each other, or especially when someone gets tackled. And there's also this thing in rugby called a mall, where um, when the ball is being held up by two opposing players and it hasn't gone to the ground yet because once the ball hits the ground it's you it's like dead basically like you can't play while you're on the ground if you're on the ground but if you're still standing and holding the ball and two players of opposing teams are like trying to get it out of each other's hands and more players come up the sir can call a mall which is basically like a free-for-all like whoever gets the ball gets it for their team and that is where I've seen the most trash talking that's basically people like you know like f you blah 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 throwing punches slowly like without the ref seeing and just crazy stuff hair pulling i've seen people get knocked out that's wild so that's like it's like a fumble in football Mm -hmm. and everybody's in that dog pile everybody's getting gouged except the ball's live still yeah Yeah. and for football the ball's Mm -hmm. live still at that point in rugby you're still trying to get the ball yeah so so with the with the trash talk and obviously censoring it if it comes down to it Mm -hmm. but what is the the best trash talk you've heard either given to you or to a teammate just as you ran past them. If you have anything that jumps out and you're like, this is probably, even if it's just something funny, like someone like saying that their shoes looked bad or something like that. Um, one time a girl called me ugly. I think it was really just to, to intimidate me, but I thought it was pretty funny because obviously I look ugly. I'm sweaty and we're playing a high contact sport. I have dirt all over my face, but thank you. <laughs> I think that that is just not the right setting to to kind of trash. I think talk everyone kind of looks ugly when they're playing. You know, I know, rugby. I know. I think she really just did it to get in my head, but I thought it was hilarious. Like that's where her mind went. Just because like you're running <laughs> off and you're like, wow, she really just called me ugly wow. yeah. in the middle of a, a rugby game. But yeah. Um, trash talking between girls is always interesting because it, it comes down to a lot of that kind of stuff or like hair pulling, you know, stuff like that. So, and I, I gave up looking for the rankings because I can't find them. Yeah. Everything I saw was like from 2016. I'm like, mm-hmm. those people are already almost graduating from college. <laughs> but so, um, outside so, of that, though, I, I don't have a whole – I mean, you were about to say something. Yeah, so I got go one more. Uh, so like with my friend, not only does he play a lot of rugby, but he watches a ton. Like he, mm-hmm. he loves watching uh, like the Six Nations and like the World Cup and his favorite team's Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you have a favorite like – whether if it's a pro team or if it's a national team, like uh, my favorite, favorite team is the New Zealand All Blacks. The All Blacks, okay. That's usually where everyone goes. They're a great team. Yeah, they're super cool. Especially with the haka, everyone oh, loves yeah. that. Mm-hmm. The extent of my rugby knowledge is I've seen Invictus twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that's uh, well, that's peak right there. Yeah, and uh, I think my friend, I think New Zealand, I think the All Blacks were the one that knocked out Ireland in this past World Cup. So I think he was. He's pretty upset about that. He didn't, he didn't like that. But um, do you watch like Do you watch the World Cup? Like I know you said New, Ze- New Zealand was your favorite team. Do you watch all like all the tournaments and stuff? Basically, um, I used to when I lived with my parents. But since I've been at Northwest, I don't have cable. I think most college kids don't. Yeah. And I'm just so busy with school most mm-hmm. of the time and working that I don't really have time to watch TV at all. 
it's also very so. it's also very weird because um, the time differences. Because of course it's international; they're not mm-hmm. playing the Rugby World Cup in America. Yeah. So with the time difference, it's really weird. So like, what my friend will do is he will get up very early because like they will play the games when we're like at two three o'clock in the morning. He will delete all of his social media so he doesn't see mm-hmm. any of the scores, and then he'll wake up at like seven a.m. and watch the games. Yeah, my parents record games for me on their TV, <laughs> but by the time I get there to watch it. I already know what happened because it happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. So. So it's hard to watch, you know, rugby when you're in America because like it not honestly it's obviously not the mo- the most popular sport, but yeah, especially with the time difference, it's very tough. And you know, watching rugby because my friend has kind of brought me into it. So I, I like um, every now and then like he'll be like, hey, do you guys want to watch this game? I'm like, yeah, sure, because like he, him. Like uh, playing rugby and watching it has kind of brought me more into the sport, mm-hmm. and like I, I like it now. It's really fun to yeah. watch, especially men's rugby. Yes, like that's it, pretty much what I watch. You know, women's rugby is cool and all, but men's rugby is just a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. I like. Uh, this is probably an like, unpopular opinion, but I like watching sevens yeah. because it's a lot more fast paced, a lot more you know fun to watch. I I feel like in this upcoming Olympics, I was really excited to watch mm-hmm. you know the sevens rugby because I watched it back in. Uh, 2016 I watched you know all of the rugby sevens and um, you know I was really excited to watch it in 2020 but you know thanks a lot coronavirus another thing to add a, to add to the list uh, that we wanted to watch but now we can't there's there's so many we have such a long running list of things that coronavirus has stopped from <laughs> us from watching but I want to get into what you said earlier at the beginning of this you're, you're wanting to start something here in, in Nottaway County Go ahead and, and kind of talk about that a little bit more because I know you briefly just glazed over that, but go ahead, Avery. Yeah, so um, I'm interested in starting a women's rugby team, hopefully 15s if we can get enough people, but if not, you know, a sevens team could be fun as well. Uh, we need about 15 to 20 girls really to make it work. I mean, we could get by with less than that. It would just make it a little bit more difficult. But, yeah, um, if you go to Northwest or live in Nottoway County and you're interested in coming out and seeing what rugby is all about, it doesn't matter your your size or your uh, athletic abilities because there's a spot for everyone on a rugby team. And if you don't know anything about rugby, never seen a, a game in your life, that's totally cool because I can show you all the basics, and it'll be really fun. Um, I have about five girls who are already interested, and then myself. So... We need about at least 10 more girls to join or even just come out and see what it's about. Um, I was going to get together with one of my friends from my a rugby team I used to play for because she said she'd be interested in coming out here and helping coach alongside me to teach girls, you know, the basics. So her and I were going to get a date and I can give it to you if you want to tell the people when, if other girls wanted to come out. And oh, yeah, if you have yeah, that, kind of like it. a yeah. A day to see what it's about and we can do a few demonstrations and you know basically show you if you want to join or not so what would is there anything that you specifically like if, if someone's wanting to go do they have to need anything other than just cleats or do they even need cleats um yeah you'd need a pair of cleats if you wanted to actually play you could learn how to play in like tennis shoes or sneakers but most of the time we're going to be playing on a grass field so cleats would be preferred, and you would need a mouth guard, but if you don't know what to get, I could show you if you came in because it wouldn't, you wouldn't need it right away anyway. I mean, we wouldn't start contact until that you're registered through USA Rugby because that is a requirement to be a team. You have to be um, registered through USA Rugby for insurance purposes. Yeah, I've seen, like, the, the men's not only team, um, like, before they even, like, start, they, everyone has to get registered. And mm-hmm. also 
uh, just from like I've met a lot of the guys on that team just from uh, you know meeting them through my friends a lot of them look like they you know haven't really played many sports and yeah. they aren't very athletic so like if you don't think you're athletic enough to play rugby you're probably wrong you you're definitely athletic enough to play rugby oh yeah yeah, there's lots of positions that run probably like five miles per game on average, but there's also positions where you could basically stay in the same spot the whole time and just do a little light jogging if you really had to. So if you like to run, if you don't, if you're super strong, if you're not, there's a spot for you. And then is there a date that you would have to have them talk to you by? I know you're working on getting something set up, but mm-hmm. is there like a deadline to get a team registered or is this just something that you're wanting to do just as soon as the people come in that's when you'll do it yeah as soon as we get enough people then I would um, go ahead and get everyone registered because it is $70 for a year to be registered so that's you know I'd rather not pay that until everyone mm-hmm. is committed to being part of the team so yeah if you wanted to come out and see what it's about there's no commitment you can just see if it's for you or not and I feel like the the really only like Rugby, it doesn't look like, obviously, once you really get into it, the strategy of it, it's a tough sport to, mm-hmm. you know, learn. But, like, when you're first in it, I think the only really toughest thing to learn is you'd have to learn about passing. And that's the yeah. little awkward because you have to throw it underhanded instead of, you yeah. know, generally overhand. But when, like, I don't think, like, when you're first starting out, it's not too complicated. No, it's really not. Um, I think the hardest part is kind of just learning the rules of the game, which there aren't very many, but there are a few that will get you an instant penalty. You know, like being offsides or making a high tackle, stuff like that. But for the most part, the game isn't too overly complicated. And also, I don't know, uh, I I assume you'd know this, but I don't know if you, you can't pass it forward. Yeah, Yeah, I knew that. Okay, okay. I've seen rugby. I I joke about how little I know, but I actually, I've seen some and, I've I've learned enough to where I could probably play in a game and not do a whole lot, but also not get penalized. So, yeah. I mean, like, give and take. I'm not going to be the MVP, but I'm also not going to be the guy that everybody looks at and goes, he's going to get in the penalty box <laughs> or something equivalent to. Yeah, I think just from my gained knowledge from my friends, I don't think I could – play I, mm-hmm. I think i'd have to be one of the people off who just kind of stands in the same spot the entire time mm-hmm. one of those positions but i could definitely make it through a game in yeah. one of those spots i think that's all i had sam do you have anything else that, that you wanted to add in um Did you go I, through all your your list i think i got through all my list i mean i didn't really have a list in front of me just kind of off the dome but i think i got everything you know it was a very enjoyable you know interview and uh i hope you know people i hope avery gets people out to uh, play because I mean I've seen how much my friend has um, you know grown through rugby he's really grown like a love for the game and now he's playing uh, division one rugby at Mizzou so I've seen just how much he loves the sport and it's a really fun sport like when you're into it like when when you first get into it like you'd think oh this is kind of boring but like once you just keep watching more and more of it it's really enjoyable sport to watch and play and so you know I hope you get a lot a lot of girls to come out. Yeah, me too. Um, I've never met a single person who played rugby and walked away saying that they hated it. So everyone I've ever met who's played, especially long-term, they say to an extent it has changed their lives because it really does. It teaches you a lot about teamwork and communication and teaches you a lot about yourself and how much you can really push yourself. So what's your, what's your social media plug for someone that wants to get started? 
go ahead and, and give a shameless plug of where they can reach you, Avery. <laughs> um, the best way to reach me, you could either reach me through my email, which is my name, Avery Lowe, 1051 at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on Instagram, and my Instagram is Avery R. Lowe. And that's with a Y and then an E at the end of low in case yes. in case you're in case you're sitting there wondering why A V E R I isn't working. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly why. But I think that's about all we had time for unless we missed anything else that you wanted to add in as well. No, I think we got it all. Perfect. That works for us. So that's gonna be it with Avery Lowe, a former slash current wanting to play some more rugby here in Nottaway County in Northwest Missouri State University. The Jackie Moon of rugby herself, (laughs) coach, player, GM, everything that you want, she's got it down there. So for Sam Steinmeier, Andrew Botwanick, and Avery Lowe, that's going to do it for us here on Day-to-Day Picks. We'll be back next Thursday from 2 to about 3-ish, depending on how much is happening. Not a whole lot in sports happening, so Sam, I don't think we'll be here too long. Well, next week, I mean, we've got the NFL draft coming up. We could talk about that and, you know, uh, maybe we can get someone to come on interview. Maybe uh, maybe Austin can come on and ramble on for a little bit. Yeah, I think I think Austin will probably can the show if uh, if we don't do some draft talk. So I think Definitely. we'll probably do a top ten, top fifteen picks and, and have tough. a mock draft of that. But outside of that, I don't know. I think maybe if we have enough time, we might try and do some of the two thousand and three NBA draft. We did some of that earlier. Um, last week we did the 2009 NBA draft, which was a good one. A lot so, of fun. Lot so it was a lot of fun to redraft those those draft classes. So who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll do an NFL one. Uh, it'll be a lot more players to have because yeah, seven well, rounds of people. So we'll just do the well, first round if that. Yeah, probably. Well, there's only two more picks we have to make. 32, but yeah, there's a lot more players to go through. So so we'll see what uh, what the coronavirus lets us do next week. We'll see if there's any big news coming on in the sports world. So for Sam Steinmeier, Andrew Botwinick, and Avery Lowe, that's going to do it for us here on Day-to-Day Picks. We'll be back next week, Thursdays from 2 to 4.